Hello, all. This is your host, Justin Stewart. Here in about 10 minutes or so, we're going to have Ronnie Dawson back, and we're going to hear more of his story on UFOs. This will be my season two opening show. For those of y'all who have not heard my season one, please listen. It's on Spotify. Um, and if you have listened to some of them, please click that follow button. So here in about 10 minutes, we will get to talking with Ronnie Dawson. So please stand by for that. We'll be back shortly. Hello, all. We're back, and as promised in the intro to Season 2, we're glad to have Ronnie Dawson back. He's going to finish off his UFO story. And don't forget, if you want to find out more about it, you can find his book, um, The Ronnie Dawson UFO Story, on Barnes & Noble and on Amazon. So here he is, Ronnie Dawson. All right, thank you, Justin. So we're on season two now, huh? All right, congratulations, yeah. So now you need about 3,000 episodes. <laughs> so you can... <laughs> God, it takes a while, you know, but, uh, yeah, you know, I try to support some of you guys man, or some of the podcasters are some of the hardest working people out there, you know, for, they work for free, you know, they do. A, and, 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 uh, yeah, I, I contribute to your show a little bit every month. And I was like, you know, if everybody would do the same, then it won't be so much money out of your pocket. You won't have to be working for free, you know, and, and I do it, I do it for uh, other people as well. Uh, on a Tempest Universe, you know, is a, a guy named Manny Moonraker, and uh, man, he's doing everything right. He's got, you know, he's got Twitter, he's got Facebook groups, you know, associated with the group, and and there's like nobody listening and nobody following. And the guy, he's got a good show, and he's working hard, and uh, you know, so I kind of su started supporting him. And finally, man, after it's taken him a while, but he's taken, you know, taken off pretty good now. So I mean it. He's been at it for now for several years, but it's so slow starting, man. So don't give up. <laughs> Just, <I'm not> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, people always ask me, you know, they have them, you know, you've had all these encounters with these aliens and you've taken pictures of UFOs and stuff. As a, have you ever seen the MIB, the Men in Black? You know, has a, anybody from the government? You know, now on link on LinkedIn, you know, I've seen. You know, the thing about LinkedIn is it, it shows you when somebody's looked at your profile and the Department of the State has uh, has looked at my link profiles, you know, so that tells me right there that the government is looking. Now, they haven't been talking. Ain't nobody from the government at an official level ever contacted me. But I've had I've had had conversation with a guy. I, I had a guy contact me several years ago early. I think you, I'm trying to think the year was maybe about 2000. I don't know. Um, I think it was after the home invasion. So it's probably about 20, 
2012, somewhere around there. I had a guy that that uh, he said he he said he he seen my video on YouTube and and he works for the Space Force for the U.S. government. He's an alien hybrid. He flies a UFO out of a warehouse, and if you walked in the warehouse, you wouldn't you wouldn't see anything in it. The thing don't materialize until he until he goes to work to fly it. In the it's in the he he lives not far from where the UFO is kept that he works out of and it's in an empty warehouse and it materializes right before he goes to work and he patrols outer space for alien species that are not allowed to uh, visit earth so he policing the u.s policing the planet's airspace is what it sounded like and you know when somebody tells you that you're like yeah right this guy is really full of it or something but but the more i talk to this guy this is guy this guy is sharp he's super intelligent and he was telling me that that they watch training videos when they, they're up there in space doing nothing a lot of time and they have to watch these training videos so most of the time up there in the ufo he's watching training videos on who to look out for how to detect them and what to do if you come across them and all sorts of stuff like that and he said he said when he seemed he said that, and they play on the internet a lot up there and, and uh he said that he seen my video and he recognized the one of the the craft on it and he said he said all right this this is one that we're supposed to be looking for he said during a thousand year treaty not to come around earth and he told me that he'd he'd, he'd had to report my encounter with them and he asked me a lot of information about it he told me what planet they were from what star system and how many light years of course i was trying to write all this stuff down as fast as i could and when I when I took the time to research it, man, he was he was dead on. He was dead on <laughs> with the. I was like, if this guy just pulling numbers and stuff out of his tail, it wouldn't have worked out. But it, where he was talking about the galaxy, he was talking about and how many light years it is from Earth, was absolutely correct. And the the, the planet that he was talking about is in that star system, and and I'm like, my God, you know, if this guy's making this up, he, <laughs> you know, he's really. Uh, he's a bullshitter he's a professional bullshitter at a level i've never seen but but man this guy was really sharp really intelligent and he even told me and he said uh he said if you he said i can come down and give you a ride or you're at work he said i can find you i, ha I have ways of finding you he said i can get in any of your accounts faster than you can he said i he said we have complete and total access to the internet and passwords don't mean anything to us so he said i can get in your stuff just fast and he, and you know, at, at one point later on, he he proved that. You know, I heard it, and I just kind of blew it off. And I'm thinking, man, I, you know, I was talking to about six of my friends, and I was sharing the conversation that me and this guy was having with about six different friends, and because it was just, you know, just fascinating getting their opinion on, man, this guy is either fascinating or crazy. What we you know, which one? What do you think he is? You know. And and he said, hey, if you want, if you want freak out, he said, I can come down and I can give you a ride. I'll give you a ride in the ship. And he said, just don't freak out, don't freak out on me. And I said, oh, yeah, all right, I'm, you know, as long as I'm expecting you, yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. And and I'm going, yeah, I, you know, I'd go for a ride with you. And uh, anyway, I, I was sharing all this stuff. Then 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 uh, one day this guy. He said, uh, he said, he said, well, he said, he said, you really let me down. He said, disappointed in you. He said, I thought we were buds. And he said, he said, I know you've been sharing 
our conversation with lots of other people. He said, I'm disappointed, you know. He said, you know, we could have done great things together. And uh, and he said, I can't have any further conversation with you, you know. I'm going to get, in, he said, I'm already going to get in big trouble for even talking to you. And and he said, uh, he said, I, I've removed everything. He said, I removed everything from your account and all the all your friends' accounts that you sent everything to. And uh, and I was going, well, you know, sorry to hear, you know, sorry, I'm sorry about all that. You know, I, but I did do it. I did do it, you know. And uh, I thought, well, this, you know, this would be the good test, you know. So I went and looked because I had saved all this stuff. And I, I went and looked at my computer. It's gone, man. All, all, the, the, all the files are gone. All the screenshots, everything of the conversation is gone. So I started contacting my friends. I said, hey, man, you know, those emails I sent you stuff, you saved them, right? You didn't delete them? No, I didn't delete them. I'm still there. They're, I've got them, you know. I said, can you send those back to me? Because I've lost mine. And when they went, they went and looked, and one by one, every one of them said, you know what? They're gone, man. They're not there. So he, re he removed it from my account and from all my friends' accounts, everybody I had contacted with. And a lot of the conversations online are not saved. You can't find it anywhere. But I was thinking, you know, some of the, some of the stuff this guy was telling me was that uh, he said at one point in the, in the future, he said the, in the near future, he talked like that we're going to face a major cataclysm and Earth is going to become very uninhabitable for a while. It won't, Earth won't be destroyed, but it's going to be very uninhabitable. And he said, he said, and, and we're finding a, so we're racing to find a place for you to go. And he said, the, the aliens that are contacting you, uh, they know what's fixing to go down and they're hoping to take advantage of the chaos that's going to be going on during this time. And he said, that's the reason they're coming in. And he said, but we're making arrangements for uh, as many people that want to go. I said, no one to be forced to go. He goes, but he said, but he said, but trust me, Ron, he goes, when you get the chance to go, and he said, it's time. He said, uh, he said, you're not going to want to stick around. He said, you're going to want to go. And, and he said that the way I said, you know, how, you know, how are you going to, how are we going to get on the crap? Is it going to land? Everybody just going to load up? He said, no. He said, there'll be a, there'll be a pod. It's like an anti-gravity pod that's going to be uh, landed in most of the major cities. And you'll have to go to your closest major city. And he said, once you step on this thing, you just simply you float all the way up in outer space into the into the craft. And uh, and he said, he said, when you get on that pod, he said, he said you can't take anything with you. You have to be completely naked because you get sterilized. And wherever they're taking us, they don't want any bacteria, germs, or viruses, and all that stuff. So he said, so you have to be completely naked. You step on this pod, and you just go lifting all the way. You fly all the way up in outer space into the craft and uh i thought wow you know I, that'd be pretty cool he said now you no, you won't have to go it should be your own decision he said you'll have to travel travel to the nearest pod to, to load up and he said uh, and you do want to do it you know take your whole family with you because you're not going to want to stick around earth is going to be pretty bad shape for a while he said eventually when things get better we will make a trip back you know but he didn't say how long it would be he talked like it'd be a pretty good while and uh, so I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds pretty amazing, <laughs> you know. So, and I was sending this stuff to all my buddies, going, "Man, you got to listen to what the guy said this time," you know. So I'm sharing this stuff with all my friends. 
<laughs> and uh, everybody's freaking out going, wow, yeah, that sounds pretty wild, man. You know, yeah. <laughs> but I blew it. You know, now I kind of feel bad about it. I should, I probably, you know, I just wonder, you know, if I wouldn't have just been a, been the kind of guy and if I would have just kept quiet and had an intelligent conversation with the guy stating it with him, maybe I would have got that UFO ride. Maybe I would have got a chance to work for the Space Force or who knows what, you know. But I blew it, man. I, and, and he was uh, completely nice about it, but he was like, you let me down. And I feel bad about letting him down, you know, because he, he didn't, he told me not to, you know, not to share anything with anyone. And I did it anyway. And I didn't think he'd ever find out. And he did. So I blew it. You know, I, I think I missed a hell of an opportunity there. You know? <laughs> well, you may have, but <clears throat> excuse me. But, you know, my question is, do you think this guy was on the level? Or do you think he researched a lot of things? Do you think he saw one too many movies and just got things from, you know, movies? Because there's this one movie with Nicolas Cage in it. I think it's called The Knowing where the same type of thing happens or it's going to be destroyed. The pods come down and take away certain people and all this, you know, do you think he may have seen that movie and got these ideas from that? Or do you think he was actually real? Nah, I almost think, you know, it's, I think he's a real deal, you know, because he talked about it. He lives, you know, he, he lives in the house close to where he works, and and he's the only person that works there. You don't have any mechanics or anything like that. And and it's uh, and uh, this is a UFO that that they've gotten from a friendly species, like like they they've had the U.S. government had had it given to them, and they use it to patrol, and it has weapons on it, like we've you've never seen to shoot down aliens that ain't supposed to be coming in our planet you know so they're basically policing who can come and you know uh, almost like men in black man <laughs> you know but i don't know the guy you know he didn't seem like uh, there's a few times there i thought man it's got to be crazy he's got to be a genius smart but at the same time crazy as hell you know <laughs> so, but you know the guy never he never seemed flaky on anything you know and and I was and I was spying on some of the stuff, you know, when he when he was talking to me, he had he had shared uh, on a few very few other YouTube videos. And I, and I I wanted to see what he commented on. And, and there was a, I think it was the the alien interview, you know, where they show the alien in Area 51 and they were trying to talk to it or whatever. And it was all spitting up and stuff. And uh, and this guy got on there and said that is he said, this is not real and this is not what aliens look like <laughs> that's all he said this is not real and this is not what aliens look like and that's the only thing that i really saw that he actually got on there got on there and commented on other than my video you know <laughs> so but you know he wasn't he wasn't the only guy i think it was in november november of this year uh i had i had a well before I before I talk about the visit, I had to I have to tell you that one time I went to the dentist and I had like four root canals in one day, because I work in the oil field, working a lot of hours, and I can't be going to the dentist and then going to the dentist and then going to the dentist and going to the dentist. We were working 60, 70 hours a week, and I ain't got time to be going to the dentist. So I, I had I had a lot of money, and uh, and I and I told the dentist I said, look, we got you know you got to get it all done. And we did four root canals in one day is the most that, that dentist had ever done. 
And uh, so he, I, I was pretty much his only patient for quite a while there. And uh, and he said, if, if you can't take it, you know, just tell us and we'll stop, you know. But, uh, you know, that's a painful, if you ever had a root canal, it's a painful, you know, not a pleasant ordeal. And doing four of them, you can imagine, is a nightmare. But uh, I know I was, I was, uh, I was on the, I was on the gas for sure. I was <laughs> getting everything I could possibly get to, to make it through this, but. I was on the gas and I, I just got so uncomfortable being a part of this. I found out that I could retreat back in my own head and my eyes looked like two big caves and, uh, and I could just retreat from whatever was going on back there. You know, I could just sit back there in the dark and not think about what they're doing to me. And, and I enjoyed it back there. But the, this, this nurse kept saying, are you all right? Are you all right? And you know, I'd, I'd have to come back into my consciousness there and say yes i'm all right yes i'm fine you know you don't have to ask me so often you know and uh, then i would retreat back to my little back of my skull it seemed you know and it seemed like that was more of a pleasant place to hang out well the, the reason i'm telling you this is because i think it was november november of this year right right here in uh, 2021 in november and like i said i was uh I was just sleeping away. I was sleeping and I really wasn't dreaming. And all of a sudden it was like, it was like my subconscious was trying to wake me up. It was like, wake up, wake up, wake up. There's something in here. There's somebody in here. And it, it was like, and then I, 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 I kind, of, kind of, I did not physically wake up, but I kind of woke up into myself. Like I, like I, I had a conversation with myself, like what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> what the hell is going on? You know? And and my conscience was telling me there's something in here, and and I and I remember I said I said well all right I said I, I said we I said oh, I'm gonna said, I know a place to hide and we went back to this place where I was same place when the dentist was there you know I was like at the, hiding at the back of my skull it's like a big empty room no place to go but I was hiding I was hiding back there. And I could hear something moving around. I'm like, what in the hell is that? And finally, I got to look at this thing. And it, it, it for all practical purposes, it, it was a freaking giant. I mean, uh, this is like a 12-foot-tall giant. And he's wearing these. It's, it's like Egyptian. Uh, well, it's yeah, what it is is like uh, Egyptian shorts. And, I, and I've actually seen the old videos where they had a a giant and then they had these metal things that run down between their legs and it's shorts but it's got a it's got like three pieces of metal that hang over their oh, yeah. hang over your growing area where you can't get hit i guess <laughs> and this that's what this thing was wearing i mean it had giant legs giant arms that big old block head on this thing and this thing was came running at me and i started to go to the left and then i went back to the right and this big sucker went sliding right past me man and if I'd have went the way that I first like was going to run, it he would have grabbed me, and I ran I ran the other way and got away from me. And, and this big sucker went slap sliding by me. And I'm going, oh my god, this is a freaking giant in here. I mean, this thing is big enough to to dismember you with its bare hands. I mean, this is a big, huge thing. And I'm going, my god, you know what am I going to do? There's no place to no place to hide in here. And so I run around in there trying to you know. And I can't see it anymore. He's off in the dark. And then all of a sudden, this here he comes again. This time, 
you know, he, and he, he's looking at me this time and he says, your friends aren't here to help you now. And I, I assume he's talking about my ET friends. And, uh, and uh, anyway, I, I tried to fake him out again, but this time it didn't work. That big sucker grabbed me and he ran up there and grabbed me and he had a hell of a reach, man. I was, <laughs> and he's fast. I mean, and, 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 and I've actually looked at, looked at some of the old, old Egyptian pictures and stuff where they have big giants that are 12 feet tall and they're scruffing lines like cats. And that's exactly the size that the, that those Egyptian hieroglyphs had that giant scrubbing that line. That's how big these guys were, man. They're 12 feet tall, twice my height. And this big sucker grabbed me by the shoulder, man. And he picked me up off the, off the ground, like a little kid. And then he held me in a basket hole against his chest. And I, the only thing I could think to do to try to get away was to try to kick him and try to kick him in the balls. <laughs> And I was kicking at him with my heel while he was, he had both arms around my upper body and I was kicking at him and I was hitting those metal things that I was telling you about. And that is like an old Egyptian battle where, you know, where the growing area is protected. They have this thin belt with shorts. They have shorts and this thin belt and they have this metal thing that hangs over their growing area. And I was kicking this metal thing and this, and this guy just basically held me in a big basket hole. And, uh, and he's, he said, he said, yeah, he said, he said, what you're doing is that no one believes what you're saying. He said, so you just need to shut up. He said, no one believes you and no one ever will believe you. And he said, and he said, I've been sitting here to see how much damage you caused this. He said, he said, I've looked, he said, I've looked in your future. And, and he said, I've gone in your future. And he said, and it was a short trip. He said, he said, he said, three years from now, he said, you'll be sick, and five years from now, you'll be dead. And I'm like, wow, okay, that don't give me much time, you know? And I was saying, you know, and, and, and he goes, but I know how the people of your world demand proof. And he, he was like, kind of laughing like he thought it was funny, and he pulled out this bag, and he, and he, set, it, he set it down on the floor, and he he grabbed me with one arm. He reached down with his other hand. And he picked, he pinched it, and inside this bag was a big old pile of ashes. And he grabbed them ashes, and he said, "This is your bodily remains." He said, "So now you get to taste them." And he, he took his two big fingers, and he grabbed them ashes, and he shoved. And, and his two fingers filled my whole freaking mouth. And he shoved this shit in my mouth, and it tasted just like ash. And uh, I'm going. You know, you know, I'm, I was like, but it's so, but you're so stupid. You know, you're going to like, the worst you can do to torment me is to make me taste something bad. You know, yeah, it's my bodily remains that you brought back from the future, but so what? You know, right. I, you know, and it's like, they don't realize that we're humans. We're, we've all accepted the fact that at some point in time, we're going to die. You know, we're, we're not going to live forever. We're all going to die, you know? And, uh, so this is how this is you know i'm pretty sure this guy's an anunnaki you know i'm pretty sure that the anunnaki are probably not friends with the the et that i'm in communication with and this guy's he's not happy that i make contact with these guys they're, that they're contacting me and uh and he come down here to harass me 
And uh, and you may be right. Maybe nobody will ever believe the story. But it don't matter. I, mean, I, I feel like I whether you believe it or not, you have a right to hear it. Yeah, and I have a duty to tell you. You know, when I rep- when I'm talking to ET, I represent every man, woman, and child on the planet Earth, and and I'm not like the government. I think you have a right to know whether you believe it or not. You have a right to know. If you choose not to believe me, you do it at your own risk. You know. You know that that is true. You know, I mean. You know, we all got to make our own choices. And it's like I'm always telling my listeners, you know, not to just flat out believe, you know, what I'm telling them on my podcast or what guests tell on my podcast. You know, do the research for yourself. You know, read Ronnie's book, do the research, check into these things, you know, and then make your own decision, you know, because, you know, sometimes people are wrong, you know, and, if they're wrong and you go off and believe what they're telling you, then you're wrong too, unless you do your own research. Now, I got a question for you. Um, Excuse me, folks. Do you think, and I want your honest answer on this, that there are like ETs, and if y'all are up there listening, I'm not trying to be rude, but um, that there are like ETs in like human form, like walking around, amongst us like in the old war of the world's tv show and like the old tv show v and you know they look human but they're really aliens in the skies on this earth do you do you think that they are actually here like walking around amongst us in human form yeah i think there's probably a pretty good possibility of that you know and, and a lot of times when you see the way our government works I, i'm also wondering you know Maybe they're in charge of our government because you know it seems like our government they don't they do things that they don't help any of us, you know. So who are they helping? You know, it's like they have an agenda that don't help anybody here, you know. So you know, and you think if a, if an intelligent race of people are going to live amongst you and and live on your planet, why not take over the most important ruling entity such as the government? Why not when they take over your government and and do whatever they wanted to do, and you just think it was your own people that you voted for, you know? <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I, I don't doubt, you know, it's, I think it's a really good possibility, you know, and and I don't know, you know, you see these videos where uh, you look at look at these guys on TV sometimes, and they say, oh, yeah, you can see the reptilian eyes, you know, and the camera glare, you know? And... <laughs> And yeah. and sometimes I've looked at their faces and going, yeah, some don't quite look right about these guys, you know. So man, I don't know. I, I wouldn't surprise me at all if <laughs> if there wasn't if there wasn't some aliens out there, and if they wasn't in positions of power and and wealth, you know. So man, who knows? You know who who knows? And I I think these Anunnaki guys, I think yeah, they I think they kind of see us as Zers, you know. They probably they probably have somebody that's uh, that they put in put in the power, put in the wealth. Or, you know, they control a lot of stuff. I, I don't know, you know. But yeah, this guy he wasn't happy. He wasn't happy. I was made friends with these ET guys, and I'm pretty sure that that he's he's probably the guys they came over here looking for to, to go to war with. You know, they they the Anunnaki may they've been maybe the ones going out there attacking them. It may be the reason for the Fermi paradox. They're, Every time an intelligent species tries to exist, they go exterminate them, you know, 
or rule them or keep them or you know you think about it, mankind how many times we've you know from from where we are to where we are now we've gone there pretty quick you know but you have to wonder how many times have we got technology advanced and then got wiped out you know maybe someone somebody comes along and takes you out once you start getting too smart and too brilliant they come around and take you out you know well you are right about that i mean look at you know human history i mean you know any of these you know civilizations of the past like the roman empire and you know and all this stuff you know they started getting you know some historians say to be for their britches and you know they got taken over and taken out you know it's it's just you know it's gonna happen you know you get too powerful you're gonna get taken out well folks we're gonna take a short break and do another probably 15 minutes when we come back um so just stand by and we'll be right back hey y'all we're back um sorry i had to take a short break there um sorry folks um here's ronnie dawson to continue with his story all right thank you justin yeah i was you know i had my little anunnaki visitor and like i said he had had me in the basket hole he went into the future to see how much damage I had caused him by meeting with these ET and stuff. And he said that I'd die and I'd be sick in three years and be dead in five. And he brought back some of my bodily ashes. And he said, my family burned me like a pile of trash. And, uh, well, my family, we do have plans to just cremate me. So, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and so I don't, I don't doubt that maybe that was my, you know, actual bottle bodily ashes that he brought back and he shoved them in my mouth and they certainly taste like ash but the whole concept of this what you're gonna this is how you're gonna torture me it's just make me taste stuff that's bad you know that's it's ridiculous right you know but they're, they're they don't have they, they don't think like we do you know we've accepted the fact that we're all gonna die so it's no big deal we know we're gonna die so what maybe to them it's the ultimate insult man you know maybe that's what he, you know his thing was i don't know Maybe he thought that'd be the ultimate disgrace was having to taste your own bodily remains, you know, knowing that well, you wasn't going to live forever like perhaps they do. Who knows? But I thought that's ridiculous. You know, I, I, it, it tasted bad. I mean, I, I was like, I said, you know, he, he said, yeah, everything you've done is for nothing. I, I said, you know, I said, no, everything I've done, I said, I said, the very fact that I made somebody like you come to a place like this, that I caused you enough problems that you had to, to go t to come here and harass me i said it makes everything i've done worthwhile and i said you can't i said you can't hold humanity hostage forever i said the truth is going to come out whether you like it or not and i said the fact that i have have caused you grief to come here i said it makes my whole life worthwhile and and and, that, and it pissed the guy off and he just grabbed me and threw me across the floor and I just went sliding across the floor and he stomped off into the dark. <laughs> and I hope I never see that guy again. <laughs> but, you know, I was like, well, I don't know. What, you know, I was like, I wonder if my ET buddies, you know, know about this guy coming, you know? And I was like, do I need to tell them? Or how am I supposed to contact that? I don't have a way to really contact them if I need to contact them. 
Do they know? I don't know. Will they know? Will I have to tell them when I see them next? I don't know. But it was a couple nights after that, the same ET doctor, uh, they just like, I don't know if they, I don't remember them pulling me out of my consciousness. I just know that they, I woke up someplace and, and this ET doctor was there and he said, he said, yeah, he said, yeah, he said, you, he said, yeah, what this guy's telling you, he said, don't worry about it. He said, uh, and he showed me, and it was a figure, it was like an x-ray, like suspended in the air of my body, and, and like you could see through it, and it was that same green-eyed alien blue do blue skin doctor that had, that was there in the emergency room, and it, he said, he said, he said, don't worry. He said, he said, what he's talking about. He said, you're going to have a, a cardiopulmonary, uh, cardiopulmonary embolism. And he showed me in my bottom of my right lung. And he said, it can be easily fixed by putting this device on it. And he showed me some kind of a black box that they could place over it or something like that to prevent it. And, uh, and he goes, he goes, he said, we could easily fix it if you want us to, uh, he goes, but it, he said, when it's time to do it, he said, he said, it wouldn't do it. He said, we don't need it right now. He goes, but when it's time to do it, we could easily fix it. And, uh, and I was going, well, sure. <laughs> but it was like, I don't know how he knew that I had contact with the guy. You know, it was like they knew. But I, but also I'm at the center going well if they're gonna do this and if you know if this guy went into my future five years from now and I'm dead and I'm talking to ET now well they either didn't get it done or maybe somebody didn't let them do it because if, if if whatever they were talking about doing never happened then I would be dead right you know or if they if they do do it is that going to change the future that's going to change the timeline that's going to change or maybe they had to do it after this guy harassed me so he wouldn't know what happened i don't know it's still one of those odd things that you just don't know all the answers yeah that is odd i mean and then you know or maybe the guy was you know the what what, what would you call him the anunnaki Anunnaki, um, maybe he was just flat out lying to you. Maybe those were just ashes from you know any any you know anywhere you know anybody else, and maybe he was just trying to scare you to keep to keep you quiet too. You know, I mean, you know, because the way I've always heard is to our future is not written yet. So if we don't know what our future is, because we have not lived it yet, then how can that Anunnaki guy, you know, possibly know what your future is going to be because you don't even know. Yeah, you know, I don't know. You know, when I started looking, I, he never said he was Anunnaki, but um, when I started uh, looking, I started looking through the Egyptian hieroglyphs because I remember, I remember Egyptian hieroglyph when uh, it's a giant who's scruffing a lion like a cat. And I thought, man, that is exactly the, the size of this guy. I mean, uh, you know, you have to see this, this guy. He's 12 feet tall, big, block-headed, huge arms, huge legs, and not fat at all. I mean, this thing, this guy is solid muscle. And, uh, and when I seen that, when I seen that hieroglyphic drawing, I'm like, my God, that's exactly how big this guy was. I mean, 
the face was different. It wasn't my guy, but it, it had to be the same people, same people. And 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 they said that was the Anunnaki. That was the that was the Egyptian Anunnaki. And uh, so I, I have no doubt that that's probably who this guy was. And I have a I, I've had a talk to others, and they said, you know, they think the Anunnaki. They feel like they own us. They probably created us, used us as slaves way back when. Who knows? And uh, and they're probably not happy. Some of these other ETs are coming here, <coughs> you know. So my goodness. But you know, that was a yeah, it was a wild deal. I don't know what to think about. I don't know how it's going to play out, you know. So I feel like a, I feel like a pawn in a, <laughs> a game of chess, man. It's not in my control at all, man. You know, <laughs> it could go bad at any time. <laughs> you know? it could, it, and it really could, yeah. Uh, you know, so but the main thing is get the story out there. There's many people <laughs> that need to, that can hear and need to hear it. And uh, you know, I, I've decided a long time ago. I'm is I'm gonna tell it all. You know, good, bad, the ugly. You know. <laughs> And if things go south, everybody will get to see it go south. But you know, I've actually, I've got a, I've got that. I've told you about that group. That's a, it's a, it's a sacred order of exorcists with the Roman Catholic Church have contacted me, and, and they have me on a demonic possession watch list. You know, that's not a watch list you want to be on. <laughs> hey, but they're looking at my better interest. You know, I don't, I don't look down on anybody who's looking after my better interest. You know, and. Who am I to say what they are? If they turn out to be demons and I turn my eyes turn black and start calling on the ceiling, I give my wife the contact number. You know, I said, call these guys out in California. And they said they'd be willing to come out. You know, they have a, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a Catholic, but they, they have a little thing they can do to, I guess, to pull you under that blanket of whatever they need to. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to talk bad about them. You know, they're looking after my best entrance. You know, they think it's demons, you know, because uh, what, you know, I mean, who knows? You know, and it may it may be it's either one way or another, isn't it? They say all aliens are demons or are aliens that do good or angels and angels and aliens that do bad or demons. You know? <laughs> so it just depends on what side of the coin you want to look at, you know, because some people think it's well, it's, it's a good demons and bad demons, you know, or it's just aliens doing good and bad. And, and uh, the term we use to describe them is different. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, Ronnie, that is true. You know, I mean, you know, and it's like, <clears throat> excuse me, folks, you know, the Bible talks about, um, you know, in revelations about, you know, flying machines and, you know, and all this stuff. So, I mean, a lot of people think that he was seeing helicopters, planes, UFOs. I mean, you just take your pick, you know. But, you know, as I me personally, I've never, you know, seen the UFO, seen an alien, seen, you know, lights in the skies or anything like that, you know. And, but you've, through this three-part series thing here, you know, you kind of got me asking questions, you know, like what there really is somebody out there, you know, because, you know, while the God, you know, make the all these universes just to have one group of people on them, you know, one planet out of all the planets, out of all the universes and solar systems, and we're like the only ones on here. I mean, you know, it kind of raises questions, you know, and so, 
but I did have um one more question about that guy guy you were talking about at the beginning of the show, the one that you know wiped out all your emails and all this stuff. I mean, I hope he doesn't do this. I'm not if he's listening out there somehow. I hope he doesn't do this, but why didn't he like stop your book from getting published? You know, why didn't he just delete your book off your computer where it wouldn't ever get published and everything? How come, you know, he went through all that trouble to wipe out all the emails and conversations and texts and all this. Why do you think he let your book get published? Well, you know, you know, he didn't, he, he didn't have any problem with me telling my story or showing my pictures and stuff like that. You know, his, his thing was, uh, he just needed to report the encounter and he just wanted to gather evidence to, to finish his report that he was filing. And, and I, I think, you know, part of the government, they just figured nobody's going to believe him. They're going to think he's a nut. He's a psycho, you know, they're going to, they're going to write you off as a nut. And uh, nobody's going to really buy it, but he just need he needed as much information as he could get <laughs> to file his report. So, you know, that's what his whole deal was. But anyway, this you know, and uh, well, like I said, you know, I don't know this guy. He did when he disappeared. He disappeared. I mean, completely. His account was gone off YouTube, and every comment he ever made was gone. Everything, you know. Yeah, he just vanished into thin air. You know, so, and, but you know, I think that YouTube video of mine is like, uh, so, Man Escapes Alien Abduction with pictures to prove it's got 906,000 views, 5,000 comments. <laughs> so, and, uh, you know, a lot, and I'm not so sure that there might, some of his comments, but, you know, I can't exactly remember what, what name he went by when he first started commenting on, uh, I think there might've been some comments on there that he had made at some point way back, man, you'd have to go through 5,000 comments to find them. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think it's got one million, 260 something thousand views, you know? And, uh, at one point, at one at one point, I, I made like two hundred dollars for one month off my YouTube channel, and I had Ford and Chevy running commercials on my. And and, and the funny thing is, I'm not a professional videographer or nothing like that. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> my videos are like with a cell phone in my house or something like that, you know. And I've got Ford and Chevy commercials, you know, airing on this thing, you know. I think I think one day I had fifty thousand views on. In, in a 24-hour period on one of those things. And I made like $200 that month off YouTube, you know, just off that one video. But the, the way it works on YouTube, you know, I, after I had a video that got 100,000 views, and then all of a sudden I got this notification from YouTube saying, congratulations, you're you're now a, a partner or something like that. I'm going, what? I wonder what that means, you know? You're now a YouTube partner. And I'm like, in other words, your your video just became our video. And, and you don't even have the right to delete it. If you've got 100,000 views on it, you can't just delete it anymore. You know, <laughs> you have to, yeah, you have to talk to them if you want to delete it. Maybe they will let you delete it. Maybe they won't let you delete it, you know? And then, and then once, uh, yeah, once my video got a 500,000 views, and then I started getting these uh, people wanting to run advertisements. Well, I thought it was a, a hoax at first or something, and then I started 
reading into it and it was like yeah yeah uh youtube will let these people uh run commercials and stuff on your videos you know and they'll pay you for it you know after after it was at five hundred thousand at that time it may have changed i don't know but at that time it was five hundred thousand views and uh yeah i think i still have to have nineteen thousand views a month to get a check at that time i don't know if it's like that now or not they demonetized a lot of stuff so i don't know now it's yeah yeah it's you know but it wasn't it wasn't about making money i didn't i didn't know you could even make money on youtube i was just trying to get the word out but yeah some of these guys make a lot of money on youtube man you know they make a living on youtube oh yeah you know it's yeah you know it's like one of my <clears throat> favorite youtubers i watch um i'm gonna give him a second shout out even though he doesn't know me from adam uh markiplier um he makes a lot of money on youtube you know um does charity things on there um you know he's got his own clothing brand and stuff out there and you know cloak cloak.com and or cloakbrand.com and all this and yeah i mean you can make a lot of money on podcasting and youtube and stuff like this you just gotta get to certain numbers to be able to do it Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's just that my little podcast here, you know, I mean, eventually I'll get up to 50 followers, you know, that I need to be able to start getting ad space and stuff I've done on here. But one last um, UFO or UFO slash space question. Do you think that we are headed with the technology and everything that we have today? to a star trek type thing where we're gonna have like a federation of planets and you know councils and you know starships going through the galaxy you know and you know just like in you know pretty much any inclination of star trek um do you think we're heading towards those type of things yeah i think if we could not destroy ourselves before we get there we will you know, right now it looks like we may end up killing ourselves and becoming fossils in the muck like everything else before us, you know. And it might, might be the best thing, you know. Sometimes I think, you know, the I probably should have just told those ETs, you know, you do us a favor, just nuke us from orbit, you know, put us out of our suffering, you know. Because apparently we're, yeah, we're too uncivilized to get along with each other and they live in a world of, where people come first instead of money. You know, and, and it's like, I don't know if we could ever peacefully coexist with anyone out there. And maybe that's the reason we haven't been contacted. I don't know. They're waiting for us to change, and we can't change because we're on this dadgum monetary system. And they and they kind of, I kind of took a mild ass eating from these guys. And, you know, at one point she said, you know, our science serves the, the needs of, serves the needs and desires of our people, unlike yours. <laughs> You know, and I'm going, oh, that hurt. But it's absolutely true, you know. Our best scientists are working for corporations trying to make more money, you know, instead of, you know. So, yeah, our brightest minds are yeah, serving the mighty dollar, you know. But, uh, yeah, man, I, you know, I don't know. I, it's uh, the, the way we're going, you know, the James Webb telescope's up there right now. And, and uh from what I understand, this this thing could 
supposedly if there's a planet and it's got lights on it at night like our earth does if they have artificial lighting at night we should be able to detect that now the qu big question is if they do detect it are they going to tell us are they going to brush it under the table you know are we ever going to hear about it you know they might show us some pretty pictures of this and that but are they going to tell us hey man there's a planet out there with the artificial lighting on it you know which indicates that somebody's got it lit up at night like we do but we may never I'm, i don't know if they'll ever tell us i mean they're so full of crap they just keep us in the dark and, and and i don't know why that you know they don't just come out and tell us you know i think if we ever broke out uh, of of the silence you know and you know i think ET, we'd have et's walking down the street it'd be, it'd be hard not to believe in an et's when you can see them walking down the highway you know and some people that's what it's going to take they're so hard-headed and, and they're like oh there ain't no et out there <laughs> well, when you day you sit walking down the street, maybe you'll change your mind. <laughs> uh, and it could happen. I don't know how quick it happened, but you know, and we think, well, we have to be smart to develop this technology and that technology. Well, you know, uh, you know, I own a, I own a, a Toyota Sienna. Um, I got enough money together to afford it. <laughs> I went to the dealership and give them the money, and they give me the Toyota, Toyota Sienna. Now, I don't know anything about the engineering on it. <laughs> Every time it breaks down, I have to back engineer it, and uh, it's, it's it's what they call gifted technology. I give them some money, they give me the technology. I don't know how it works. I didn't design it. It works that gum well. I don't know that much about it, and, and I think a lot of ET races out there may be the same way, especially the Anunnaki. The Anunnaki, they seem they're very barbaric in in, in their in their ways, but their technology seems uh, pretty advanced. You know, which goes against what Stephen Greer was saying, that somebody who's that technological would be uh, peace-loving. You know, they don't seem to be peace-loving. And even the ET that I talked to said they were attacked. They were attacked by, they were an interstellar community. They weren't interdimensional. And uh, they had an interstellar community, a, a group of planets that got along and traded together and stuff. And they were attacked by the interdimensional aliens. And I'm not sure, so sure they weren't the Anunnaki. And the Anunnaki are a weird bunch. And after seeing this guy, I know for a fact, man, they're yeah, they're 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 big, they're technological, they can go into the future, they can do all sorts of stuff, but at the same time they're barbaric. Their actions are barbaric. They still wear battle armor and stuff like that, like they're ready to fight, you know, anytime, you know. So uh yeah, this they're very warlike to be technologically advanced as they are, from what I've seen, you know. It's been my experience from what I've seen this guy. He was a brute. <laughs> you know, he, he he didn't talk like a scientist at all. <laughs> but he had he had the ability to go in the future and and see what would happen, you know, if if I made a if I got wealthy and made a lot of money or see what, you know, from from telling telling my story and he went in the future and he goes, "Ah, nobody ever believed you. 3 years from now you're sick, 5 years from now you're dead. End of story for you." Oh, by the way, here, taste your taste your ashes. <laughs> well, all I know, sorry, folks. Well, all, all I know is it would be a hard decision for me. You know, if one of these, I'm not really sure what the term would be, like racist species, um, were to come down, you know, tonight and say, "Hey, Justin, you know, we." 
you know, we've heard your show, you know, you know, we've heard Ronnie talking about us and all this, you know, you're not really a believer per, you know, as such, you know, let us show you a few things, you know, if you want to, you know, we're not going to force you and then we're going to take you into your future and show you your future. I don't know if I would do it because it's like, if I knew that I was going to make, like, let's say in my future, I'm, I'm super rich, you know, from acting, podcasting, you know, whatever. I don't know if I'd want to see that because then it would take all the fun out of getting there. You know, since I already know that's what's going to happen and I know why it happened and how it happened. Then when I got back to this time, I'd already know that. And it it, it would kind of take the challenge away from it. You know, like all the hard work I'd have to do because I already know what's going to happen. Now, if you had the same choice, Ronnie, would you want to go into your own future? Like, let's say 10 years from now. Um, and but you knew you were going to be rich and famous from, you know, whatever. Would you want to see it or would you want to get there not knowing that? I I think it's almost nice for not knowing, you know, like they, like this guy told me, you know, uh, you're going to be dead in three years and. I mean, I mean, sick in three years and dead in five, and I'm sitting there looking. Oh, you know, my dad. He's, I'll be 62 in November. My dad had a heart attack that almost killed him. We we do we work the same kind of. He had me and his DNA and mine are pretty much the same. You know, we lived in the same house for almost 30 years. Ate the same food. We work in the oil field, doing the same thing, and. Uh, and and he had a major heart attack at 62 and he died of melanoma cancer at 66 you know so i'm you know i'm sitting there going you know it don't look good for a long retirement you know uh for me and then and then when the and, and these guys told me that and i'm like wow okay well so i'm a short timer <laughs> and uh ain't no sense in saving for that <laughs> live to be 80 or 90 yeah it don't look like i don't you know i i don't really see that happening now and uh what you know what this guy told me that then the other guy told me oh yeah it's easy fix man we can just put this on you and fix it and i'm like yeah but will you can you <laughs> you know and, and how's that gonna work you know i don't know and, and just other stuff like they have i i have a clone on another planet now if i physically die here does my spirit go where everybody else's goes or all of a sudden since i have a clone does my spirit race to the clone and jump in it you know uh, yeah and i was wondering do, do the clones have spirits you know or are they just a copy of me and you know so uh, wow you know there's a lot we don't know we don't know and like i said that these interdimensional ets that you know they uh they have the ability to to control the amount of mass that they possess they can uh, they can be they could be right beside you right now you wouldn't be able to see them they'd be completely invisible they can see everything you do hear everything you say and walk amongst us like ghosts and we just can't see them and then they can go materialize and they and they and they told me they can materialize here but it, then they're, then they're in danger they're in danger of physical harm they're in danger of bacterial and viral infection and uh so they just don't do it out of safety and, and they told me that when and when the people of our world beat the people of our world it's not going to be under these the, the, under the circumstances like the, the full they're going to take us into a transitional phase where 
the bacteria, bacteria and viruses and stuff like that. And they talk like the cross-contamination world is a big deal. Like our world's billions of years old. Their world's billions of years old. You don't want their viruses and bacteria to blend with our bacteria and viruses. And then, yeah, it's going to, because in the way they talk, they almost got taken out by bacteria and viruses as just like we have, you know? And we certainly don't want those bugs getting crossed and making something new, you know? So, and they know that that's a big deal. So, and so when it comes time to meet the ET, you know, that's what they said, you know, said, it's not going to be in a physical manner, you know, but, and, but they said the one thing they did say, tell me to tell everyone here was when you, when it does come time to meet ET, it won't no physical contact, no physical contact, unless you may ask, make a request and, and get a, a granted permission, get a permission return. Uh, yeah. Get permission response. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's the rule of first contact. Probably. For all species, maybe, you know, I can, it's like the cat lady, the cat lady, they love contact. I mean, they have no problem with contact. They, she was holding my hand the whole time I was there, you know, and I mean, yeah, she wanted contact, but the blue lady, she didn't like, when I got close to her, it freaked her out. I, I got close to her within 12 inches of her just to look at her eyes because her eyes were as big as our eye sockets, you know, and I was like, my God. And um, when I got close to her, she's like, what are you doing? Like, you know, you're, you're too close. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they don't want, yeah, they don't like it. You know, they don't like to be touched. So, and they talk like they're two different, they're from two different planets, but they're working together. Like they said they had, a, they're, they're in, working in an interstellar community. And I've seen several different ETs. Not, I think I've seen like five or six different ETs. Uh, on on the on their craft and stuff and on the mothership, and uh, and not one of them was a little gray emerald, uh, you know, almond eyes, e et that you see in pictures and stuff all the time. Not one time have I seen one of those little guys, and uh, maybe those little guys are the bad guys. I don't know, I'm friends of the Anunnaki or whatever, you know, but I don't know. I have not come across one of those guys, so. And they said, you know, everybody said, that's the ones they see. That's not the ones I've seen. I haven't seen the little grays with the almond eyes, man. The the blues, the closest that, as I've seen are the blues. And they're tall. They're taller than me or as tall as me. And they and I've seen green eyes. And I've seen, I've seen blue eyes. The cat lady, she had yellow eyes. But anyway, I'll hand the mic back to you, Jesse. Folks, we'll be right back with um, final thoughts. Um, Going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with our final thoughts. Stand by. Okay, folks, sorry about that. We're back. Um, you know, I just wanted to take this time to thank Ronnie for coming back on the show again. I know he's a very busy person and has a wife and kids and grandkids and everything and so ronnie any um final thoughts on um space travel or um ufos or anything else you want to say last comments on yeah justin thanks for having me hey uh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna be down in edinburgh texas uh april 7th 8th and 9th uh i think i'm gonna be speaking at the open mic a portion of the program down there so i think it's like april 7th so 
you definitely want to go down to Annenberg, Texas, if you're anywhere in the area. And and uh, this is a free UFO conference down there. I think there's one night where they have speakers that you have to pay. But uh, to hear me speak live on stage on open mic night, it don't cost anything. It's open to the public. So everybody come down, check me out in Annenberg, Texas, April 7th. Thank you guys for listening. Well, I don't know if I can get down there. I will try to, and I hope any of my listeners out there um, that are in Texas um, will show up, and you can meet the my friend here, um, Ronnie Dawson, in, in person, and maybe get a book, you know, signed by him if you know if if he has some, and if not, um, you, you know, you can get them on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and probably other sites that I you know, don't know, um, the Ronnie Dawson UFO story. Um, and if you liked what you've heard so far, um, from my last season and this show, the first one of the second season, and you're listening on Spotify, please click that follow button. Excuse me to be notified of, pardon me again, when I post a new show. And I also have on anchor.fm, it will be in the um, description of the show, um, a listener support tab to help me, you know, get an extra mic for guests or headphones and, you know, better stuff that I can do, better quality podcasts with in the future. So, you know, any donation from $1 to $10, I think it's like, one dollar five dollars ten dollar all the increments so but it's like i told y'all before i'm not going to force y'all to do it i mean it, it would be much appreciated but that's totally up to y'all and thank you for bearing with me through the first season and i hope the second season is just as fun for y'all to listen to as it is for me to do these shows um so this is sorry folks and remember, folks, I'm always saying, be kind to each other. You know, show love to each other. And don't judge somebody just because they may have seen things that you have not seen. Because I know that a lot of people like Ronnie that have seen things that he's talked about on these shows, you know, a lot of people think, oh, he's crazy or she's crazy and all this. So don't judge them until you hear their story and then do your research on it. And you never know. Maybe you'll see something yourself one day. You know, you never know. But for Justin's Eye on Entertainment World Review, this has been your host, Justin Stewart, wishing you a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Until next time, goodbye.